Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Tuesday, the 7th of December, 2021. Fast approaching the end of the calendar year, and for many people, fast approaching the end of the financial year. So hoping we can uh, finish the year strongly and set uh, set up a massive platform for huge growth into 2022. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic which, uh, which is very, very pertinent to uh, today in terms of the 21st century, and particularly 2021, heading into 2022. And it's interesting that the more I work with sales teams and leaders, uh, and just general teams, in fact, I, I do a bit of work with non-sales teams as well, even though my specialty is sales teams, I'm convinced that the more I work with these teams and more, more I work with these leaders, that the team isn't always, will be a reflection of the leader. And I've got to say, some leaders have absolutely no idea. It's almost like the blind leading the blind. They are dysfunctional. They do not operate as a team and they certainly do not generate great results. It seems like you've got a, a team and I use the term team very, very loosely. It's more like a bunch of individual uh, people who are out to do their own thing to achieve their own results and not necessarily have any consideration for their fellow team members, nor uh, really, any consideration for their for their customer base or their key stakeholders, and this unfortunately is a reflection of the leader. So, in today's episode, we want to I want to talk about: Are you an emotionally intelligent leader? Because I think more and more uh, there'll be people who are getting into roles of responsibility or roles of influence, i.e., leadership roles that might have great track record in results. They might have delivered some great outcomes as an individual contributor. They might be quote unquote high IQ or have a high level of natural intelligence. They're very smart, but not necessarily as street smart as we would like them to be. And we need to have leaders today as we move into 2022 and beyond that are significantly more emotionally intelligent than simply just having a high IQ. And, and this I see this play out a lot. Uh, there are a lot of people who have no idea how to deal with people. They have no idea how to regulate their own emotions. And in some cases, they have no idea on how to recognize their own emotions. Hence, my comment around the blind leading the blind. Now, if I look at teams that have functional leaders, they are very, very intentional. They know exactly why they're there. They know exactly what they're there to do. They're very in touch with their own thought process. They know what they're thinking. They know what their values are. They know what their standards are. And they have their head, head screwed on straight. And they are very, very emotionally intelligent. Now, does that mean they still don't make mistakes? Uh, well, absolutely. They all make mistakes. And in fact, uh, nobody's perfect, but they focus on progress over uh, getting it right and making it perfect. So I want to talk about this today because emotionally intelligent leaders, they recognize their own emotions and they can regulate these emotions very effectively. And they understand that as the leader of the group, as the leader of the team, uh, everything starts with them. So they set the example, they set the tone, and it starts with the example of how they bring themselves to every single situation, which means by default, they need to be in touch with how they're feeling. They need to be conscious of of what example they are setting, what what uh, mood they're in, and how all of that affects the people 
and the environment on which and through which they operate. And so I want to ask you the question as we go through this and think about for you, how do you rate yourself in terms of your level of emotional intelligence? Are you quite smart in terms you might be quite technical? You might have a lot of knowledge about a certain subject, but how are you in the, uh, the heat of battle? How are you under pressure? Can you actually recognize emotions first? And can you regulate those emotions when it matters so that you can remain calm under pressure and deliver great outcomes so you create an environment where people feel as if they belong to something special, not walking around on eggshells wondering what they're going to say and what their ramifications will be if they say something incorrectly. So this is the test. I want to, I want to really hone in on this today because it's. Uh, I've sent a lot of leaders and I've been working with a few leaders in the last month or so that have got some real challenges in this area and we've been doing some work on helping them to recognize their emotions but also start to better regulate these emotions so they're setting the example for their team and creating the environment for their team where they can feel a lot better about what they do on a daily basis and therefore enable them to make progress, not uh, do things for fear of any retribution or direct criticism. So I want to look at this from a couple of areas. One is to look at, okay, you've got different types of people within your team and if you're in the process of building a team, it's really important to look for people who have different characteristics than perhaps yourself, so that you're not building a one-dimensional team. And this is all about reading the play and having a an eclectic mix, if you like, of different people who are going to bring different flavors to the team, who have different uh, strengths that we can capitalize, but also they might also have some, some blind spots. But hopefully what we'll be doing is we'll be looking for people who have uh, strengths in areas where others might have blind spots. So when you put it all together, you have a really good, cohesive, well-gelling team. And this is what an emotionally intelligent leader will always do is I'll be looking for where are the gaps, where can we plug these gaps and how can I actually bring people in that bring a completely different flavor to the team that will only enhance the team, not create some friction within the team. So the first element of this is to think about as an emotionally intelligent leader, I've got to be looking for what are the type of people that I've got in my team right now and what am I missing? Now, most organizations today will do some sort of profiling and cognitive testing of people to understand what makes them tick, what are their strengths, what are their areas of, um, I guess, blind spots, areas for development. But essentially, as a leader, it's really important to understand what are the different types of people that I need to bring in so that I can build that cohesive team. So whether you're using things like the DISC profile or the extended DISC, you might be using REACH profiles, you might be using Human Synergistics, Myers-Briggs, and a whole host of other ones. It's all based on psychology, and it's all based on what are the different personal styles that we have that when you put them together can create a really good, high-performing team, and you as a leader know which triggers to push and which levers to pull so that you can maximize the performance and extract the potential out of your team based on the different types of people you have. So at a really, really high level, as an emotionally intelligent leader will look for the four different types of people who they need to have in their team to create balance. Now, we all know that there are teams that are very one-dimensional, and often these teams are built based on the leader attracting people who are very similar to them. Now, that might work in the short term, and they might have some fun together. They might actually deliver some short-term results. But over a long period of time, it's very difficult to drive sustainability and replicability when you've got all the people in the team who are identical. That just causes challenges, and it actually starts to accentuate some really, really big gaps. So as an emotionally intelligent leader, the first thing to think about is how do I look for differences in people so I can bring in those different types of people to complement what I already have. 
Now, without labeling or titling each of these four different components or four different types of people, um, I'll just give you a high-level description of the four different types of people that we need to be mindful of to bring in that when you have them together, they can actually create a really good, high-performing team. The first one, you're going to have people who are very team-oriented, big-picture thinkers, quite optimistic, quite, um, quite open to taking risks. They don't necessarily know or need to know how to do things, but all they need to know is this is where we're heading, and they're very, very driven. They can be very charismatic. They can be quite inspirational and quite motivational. So these are the guys that will lead lead by example and often considered to be pioneer-type people. They have a certain vibrancy and energy about them that people want to be around. So it's a fun environment to have these type of people in the organization and in the team. So these are the first type. You're going to have other other people who are quite uh, conservative in terms of their thinking. They might actually be a bit more reserved in how they go about things. They're very good at building relationships. They might be cool under 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 pressure, cool, calm, and collected in a crisis. However, they might, uh, they might be avoiding uh, conflict and don't necessarily want to get involved in heavy, robust conversations. So they're more of the nurturing type. Won't necessarily get on the front foot, won't be as proactive as perhaps the other person I described, but they're very, very good team builders and team players. Now, they're very much focused on other people, so they're looking for opportunities to serve others. And you need those type of people in your team because it does provide certainty and it does provide stability to any team, particularly in a sales team. The next type of person you're going to be looking for is people who have a focus on detail. These are the proof-driven types of people. They're looking for facts. They're looking for evidence. They'll need to follow a checklist. They'll need to have a blueprint and they want to put procedures and policies and processes in place. They may be quite conservative when it comes to making decisions and might take a bit of time in terms of making decisions because they're always focused on getting things right. Now, you want to have some people in your team like this because uh, you want to have a process to follow because a process and a structure enables you to create a foundation that enables duplication, replication, and ultimately sustainability to happen within your team. Then you've got the last type of person who is somebody who's just a quick decision maker, big picture, and they're just focused on results. These are the type of people that don't beat around the bush. They're very action-oriented, and they just want to get stuff done, right? They, they're not necessarily into building relationships, but they're just a go-getter. To other people, they can come across as being brash, abrasive, and some might even say aggressive. But at the end of the day, they're there to drive results. And again, you need somebody in your team who is focused on the bottom line and results-driven to actually get some momentum happening within the business. Now, so there's just four really high-level descriptions of different types of people. Now, depending on how you sit and depending on how you think and depending on how you process information, you'll be one of these four types of people. Now, an emotionally intelligent leader will recognize that, but they'll also start to recognize that whilst they may not have strengths in certain areas, they need to fill the team with people who have strengths in all those four different areas because collectively, This is where you can have a really well-functioning team that can deliver results that over time become extraordinary, become sustainable, but also become replicable. So that's the first key thing, uh, thinking about the different types of people you've got in your team, but also when it comes to building your team or adding to your team, looking for people who essentially are going to be different to you because that is the game. Now, when it comes to this, you've got to also think about, okay, I've got this team together. I've brought on all these different people how do I now lead with a level of emotional intelligence? And this is where the, the rubber really hits the road. So with this, there are four key chunks or four key areas that as leaders, we need to get really, really dialed in on if we are to become more emotionally intelligent and if we're able to maximize the potential of our team and in so doing, drive those results that we're all looking for. And this work comes from 
Daniel Goleman, who is probably recognized in the, around the world as one of the leading experts in emotional intelligence and done a lot of research and um, certainly written a lot of books. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of the training that I do comes from the work of Daniel Goleman. So if you haven't read any of his work, uh, hey, do yourself a favor and, and check it out. But there are four key components that he talks about or four key categories around emotional intelligence that we as leaders need to really grasp and combine this with the type of people that we've got in our team to, our, to enable us to lead with a high level of effectiveness. And the four key chunks are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. So as leaders, if we can really, really focus on those, these four key areas, we can significantly improve our level of leadership emotional intelligence and therefore create an environment that underpins sustainable growth within our team. And not just that, but uh, engagement with our team and long-term replicable results from our team. So the first one, self-awareness. Just a really, really, and think about this. How self-aware are you? What level of confidence do you have? Can you recognize your own emotions? And more importantly, based on recognizing your emotions, can you regulate those emotions? So are you aware of your current emotional state? And based on that awareness, can you also recognize how this emotional state and therefore the behavior that often comes from that emotional state how it's going to impact others, whether it be your team, whether it be key stakeholders, whether it be your customers. So the first key thing is to be really, really aware of self. The second one is based on that, how do you manage yourself? Can you control your emotions? Can you regulate these emotions in such a way that you can now be really conscious and intentional on the behaviors that you now put forth based on the emotions that you feel? Or do you take uh, steps towards behaviors irrespective of how you feel? And we often talk about this in leadership that it doesn't always matter just how you feel because sometimes you don't feel like doing certain things, but it's a good leader and a great leader and an exceptional leader will do things irrespective of how they feel if it's going to deliver the result that we're aiming to get. So how do you control your emotions? How do you continue to demonstrate levels of integrity? How well do you get on with other people? So can you manage yourself in any single situation. This is what separates the highly emotionally intelligent leaders from everybody else because it doesn't matter what the circumstances or the environment or the situation, a great leader who has high levels of emotional intelligence can actually adapt in any single environment and be successful in that environment. The third element is social awareness. So can you read the play? How well are you at empathizing with others? How well can you read the big picture? And can you discern what's being actually said from what is being said. So can you get into any situation? And a, a perfect example is in sales. So when somebody's talking to you and they're not necessarily playing according to your game plan, can you read between the lines and can you then adapt and adjust based on what that reading suggests and therefore act in a different way to drive a different result? So how aware are you based on social Environments. And a big part of this, of course, will be looking at people's body language because one of the big things people make mistakes, and leaders are no different here, is they listen to people speak and they literally take all of the attention on what the person's speaking and how they're speaking and in some cases ignore completely the body language which actually might be speaking even louder than the actual words the person's speaking. So building a level of social awareness will enable us to be a much more highly intelligent leader and certainly enable us to get better results because we can adjust based on what we observe. And the final chunk, the final element is all about relationship management. So how well do you relate, uh, relate to other people? How do you build relationships? How do you maintain relationships? How well do you facilitate outcomes? And can you influence others? Can you cultivate those relationships? Is it based on one-way traffic and that is you're trying to convince people 
or are you trying to collaborate with people to see things from their perspective, meet them where they're at, define what reality actually is, and use that as a platform to develop win-win outcomes. Doing that from a relationship point of view will not only enable you to improve your influencing skills, it will also improve the level of credibility you have in the eyes of other people, which by the way, will also start to elevate levels of trust. And when you've got trust, then anything is possible and certainly replicable business is possible. So as we wrap up today's episode, just wanted to leave you with this question. Are you an emotionally intelligent leader? Now you might be sitting there thinking, yep, I absolutely am. But I want you to test this. Really look at your team, look at your team's makeup and say, are there any gaps? And are there gaps that have been created by me not necessarily having a level of emotional intelligence? That is, I've actually filled my team with people who are very much like me. The other thing to think about is, am I demonstrating these four key areas? And do I have high levels of self-awareness? Can I manage my emotions? Can I control and adapt to situations I find myself in? Can I adapt to the social environments and can I read the play to the point where I can hear what's really being said and adapt accordingly? And how well am I at building relationships with all the key stakeholders, not just my team? And the other key test for this is once you've asked yourself these questions in terms of whether you think you're an emotionally intelligent leader or not, ask your team. Ask your team exactly the same question because you might actually be surprised at what the answer is. And all the feedback, of course, is great feedback. So that's the message for today. Are you an emotionally intelligent leader? I trust the answer is yes, but if not, all is not lost because we can still develop, we can still plug gaps, we can still develop in certain areas, and we can still move towards being that exceptional sales leader. And uh, if you'd like some help with that, of course, love to work with you on 101. You know the drill. If you've been listening for a while, my diary is open. I've got some spots for conversations for the rest of this particular week. So very much looking forward to having a conversation with a number of potential new exceptional sales leaders. So if that's you, jump onto my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have that conversation, and we can get started on your exceptional sales leader journey as early as late this week or early next week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, Look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.